If you're running a company or working for a company and wonder how the future of work should look like, this book is for you. The book questions the current educational systems worldwide in relation to an increasing trend in job automation, growing life expectancy, and a devaluation of educational degrees. It focuses on how the future of work should be and an urgent call to action to adapt to it as soon as we can. Hi, I'm Day and you're listening to The Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. Today we'll be talking about long life learning, preparing for jobs that don't even exist yet by Michelle R. Wise. Yes, you heard it correctly, long life learning. I got a bit confused too at first. Technology changed the way we live. Our everyday lives revolve around devices that can make our professional and personal lives easier. For some, like me, automation is a blessing that allows them to work more efficiently. However, some see it as a threat and can cost them to remain jobless. So which is more true? The answer is both. Due to the dynamics of today's environment, people and companies have to adapt rapidly to technological changes and those who fail to do so will remain unemployed and burdened by financial and social troubles. Based on the book, the only solution is to change our educational system and prepare for these rapid shifts in trends. We have heard it again and again that our current system prepares us for an outdated life path, where the belief is that a college and a major would guarantee a job and financial stability. Add a family and a house to that, and you get the traditional life we were all taught to pursue. And like they say, if a degree is supposed to give financial stability, why are student loans one of the biggest problems? Personally, I don't think education is the problem or it's useless. It's the stopping of education that is the problem. The belief that once you get the degree, you can stop and reap the benefits. Therefore, education must be a continuous part of our lives as skills need to adapt to modern advancements. And adding to that is people now have longer life expectancies than before. So how do we adapt to all these? Let's go into the three takeaways from this book. One, the primary focus of an employer should be the talents and skills of their employees. Two, developing new skills requires a learning by doing approach and targeted education programs. Three, a fair and honest hiring process is favorable for both employers and employees. Let's go straight to the first takeaway. The future of work lies within the skills of the workforce. Many people find themselves at some point in their careers when they feel like quitting or changing their professional paths completely. As life expectancy grows, people start considering this even midlife. We even see this a lot in social media these days and at least no one person who quit their jobs to pursue something else. However, some find it difficult to do so as they lack the luxury just to quit their jobs and pursue a different career. More than that, companies should integrate the people who have no budget for education into the working environment. Therefore, companies will invest more in R&D and training programs tailored for each worker as this will save money in the long term by having a more efficient and integrated workforce. This is where AI comes in. AI-driven software will shape the future that will give data that will allow individuals to pursue their interests and develop skills accordingly, and humans can fill in those gaps to help develop those skills. This is not a one-sided thing though. Both employees and employers should start focusing on the demand and supply of commonly needed skills 
and how to tackle the challenges that come with training and developing them. Takeaway number two, learning and working at the same time is the new way of learning skills. Automation is here to stay no matter what people say. People have been working in repetitive jobs should expect this. However, they can do something to become a part of this transition rather than getting left behind or being scared about it. It is essential to acknowledge these changes and not resist them. People should embrace this progressive change and know their options. For example, if self-driving vehicles replace the driver, it still needs monitoring and maintenance by someone with the skills to do so. The right approach is to learn during the job with the help of training programs especially designed to develop the skills we need. Targeted education programs are a great solution. Other ways to train professionals through targeted educations are on ramps. These are programs that teach them different sets of skills and place them into a local working environment. Professionals can benefit from these short programs of learning and gain skills to advance in their careers or switch to new ones. Takeaway number three. Fairness and transparency in hiring are beneficial for all parties involved. The job matching process of today isn't well structured. We've all experienced this. Instead of quality, employers seek large quantities of applications and screen them rapidly without really getting to know their candidates. Ultimately, the two rarely meet or hear from each other. As a result, the job market has a significant shortage of skilled workforce. Another common issue is related to the expectations that come with the job. And I'm sure one way or another, we've experienced or seen this. Case in point, often employers advertise an entry-level position but require expertise in the field. I saw a job post that said that it's an entry-level job but three-year experience was needed. It just doesn't make sense. This is why they receive applications from confused prospects. This only results in frustration on both parties. The true problem is rooted in a phenomenon called credential inflation. Since employers are looking for higher degrees as a prerequisite rather than a bonus, applicants feel the need to add more qualities in their resumes to stand out from the rest, and most of them is all fluff. Instead, the market should be centered around assessments, which are based on performance-based tasks in a given time frame. Using real-life situations, applicants can prove their worth through practical tests. These assessments can demonstrate far more than one's credentials and help match the two parties better. Applicants and employers should embrace new types of resumes based on skills that derive from certain situations and if the prospects meet job-related criteria or not. Personally, this is what we have been doing, and it's not the applicant's resume that we look at, but we give them tasks to complete and see if their skills actually match what we need or not. Our education systems and workforce norms are stuck in the past. Longer lifespans and automation mean that workers need to reskill quickly and regularly throughout ever-expanding and changing careers. Focusing on the three takeaways, we get to achieve long-term sustainability for relationships between employers and employees. And what education fails to prepare students for the dynamic job market gets covered. And that was a quick summary of Long Life Learning, Preparing for Jobs That Don't Even Exist Yet by Michelle R. Wise. Here's an actionable advice. Try to understand what are the skill gaps and skill surpluses and work towards the gaps. 
for leaders, make sure the gaps are filled. And for employees, open a conversation on how those gaps can be filled together for long-term sustainability. Till the next episode, my name is Day, and you just listened to the Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment.